0: Sometimes, you can be too bad for something. It's the worst. Okay? Like, sometimes you can be too bad and you miss out on something or you're not wanted or you miss out on something heaps good and it's just the worst thing ever. I wonder if that's happened to you. Like, maybe you were too bad at home and you got grounded and you missed out on something heaps good. Or maybe you were too bad at sport that you didn't get to be part of any sport teams and it was just the worst thing in the world. Or... Maybe, and this will probably be at least half of the people in the room, you're too bad at flappy birds. So you've got mates that are getting like 90 and you're sitting there that still can't get past those first set of poles because you keep hitting the top of it. Who's that? Yes. When you're too bad at something, it's the worst. It's the worst thing in the world. One time, this is story, story time for you. One time I worked with a guy and he was too bad at work okay, like he was the worst worker in the world, I'm yet to hear of anyone worse, so the job I worked was cleaning trackside restaurant in Gossie, you guys know trackside restaurant, yeah, it's just a restaurant, doesn't matter, Um, some of you know, and basically the people working there were me, two of my mates, and this other dude, (laughs) okay, and he was like in charge, he'd unlock the place, he'd lock it up when we're gone, he was like the boss, and let's call him Alan, okay, his name wasn't Alan, but it was pretty close, (laughs) <laughs> anyway, Alan was in charge So the job was an early morning job So we'd get there at 6 o'clock in the morning At Gossie We'd clean it We'd be out by 8.30 Done okay? And we'd drive to Gossie Sit in the car Alan would rock up He's got the keys In And we're set We'd get in when Alan gets there and opens up But Alan Was so late All the time Like all the time He would be so late He'd be like 45 minutes late to work all the time, sometimes more, sometimes he'd be there for an hour, so I'd wake up at 5.30 in the morning, grab an up and go, because there's no time for brekkie, drive from Wombie to Gossie, to sit in my car, and just sit there, watch the sun come up and the day start, Well, I'm just going, where's, where's, where's Alan, where's Alan, oh sweet, no, nah, 6 o'clock, no, 6.15, no, oh, 6.45, Alan, what's up, he's like, oh, I don't know what happened, every day, Like, every time, he's 45 minutes late. Oh, I forgot to fill up. The petrol station busy at 5.45 in the morning. Like, we don't know what happened to him. He was the worst worker in the world. And because we get in there late, we start working late because he opens up. Instead of finishing at 8.30, we finish like 9.30, and then I miss uni. He was too bad at work. And he was too bad, and he got fired. Um, (laughs) Because they found out what time he was getting in there every day, and he was so bad. Oh, good times, eh? Um, anyway if you're too bad at something it's the worst and sometimes it can be really easy to fall into the trap of thinking that you're that some people are too bad for god okay that god doesn't want bad people or god doesn't want you because you're too bad yeah a lot of people think that maybe that's you maybe you think that you think you're too bad you think god doesn't want me god would never accept me i've done bad things he wouldn't accept me the way i am and what i've done God only wants the Ned Flanders people. Okay? That's who God wants. God doesn't want anyone else. Okay? This part of the Bible that we read, and that we're going to look into a bit more, deals with that question. It deals with people who were thought of as too bad for God. Um, so I pray. We'll pray before we get into it. Um, I reckon that'd be really good. So let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you heaps for speaking to us in the Bible. Um, please help us all to understand what your word's saying. I pray that it'll shape how we live. I'm going to pray we can take it seriously. Amen. All right, let's get into it. This term we've been looking at the book of Luke. Um, for those of you who've got no idea what that means, let me fill you in. Luke was a dude. He lived around Jesus' time, and he literally just wrote down what Jesus did. Jesus went to the park. Jesus played in the swing. Whatever. Jesus didn't do that part. Okay? But he just wrote down what Jesus did, and that's what we're going to be looking at now. Okay? We're just reading what Luke wrote. Okay? So if you remember last week, Jesus was walking to Jerusalem. You remember? And Jesus was just going, Doo, do 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 bam! Heal a dude. Doo, do, do, do. Bam! Say something amazing. And he was just doing all that stuff. And everyone else was going, Oh, look at this dude doing sweet bams and stuff. And they're all following him. And they're like big crowds following Jesus. And Jesus just like stops and looks at him and goes, Oh, there's so many people following me right now. There's so many people. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're getting into. So he stops and he goes, Look guys, you got to know what you're getting into. If you follow me, it's going to be rough. It's going to be costly. You need to give up everything if you want to follow me. And then some people would have been like, Jesus, give up everything? I'm out of here. And some people would have just bailing and gone, that's too much. And then some people would have gone, all right, Jesus, rock on. Let's do it. I'm with you. Okay? And some people would have split either way. Okay? And that's pretty much where we are now in Luke. So let's find out what happens next. Hopefully, we should be on the screen. Verse 1. It says, now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus rocking. We're there. Okay, there's still some people hanging around with Jesus. These people didn't go and leave. They went, ooh, and stayed. Okay, that's what these people do. Now, who are these people? Someone yell at me. There's two types of people that are still hanging with Jesus. Yell at me. Tax collectors. tax collectors and who? Sweet. Tax collectors and sinners. You'll see it up there in this one. Tax collectors and sinners. Let me give you the lowdown down on who these two people are. Tax collectors were well, the town jerks. Okay, no one likes tax collectors, okay? They're the town jerks. What they pretty much did is they went around to everyone's house, all their neighbours and friends and stuff, they took their money from the neighbours and friends, and they gave it to the enemy, which was Rome. Okay? They were the traitors. They were literally traitors. They gave money to the enemy. They're exactly the same, on probably on the same level, as the people who live in New South Wales, but support Queensland in the state of origin. Okay? basically the most despised people kind of cruising around, okay? They're the traitors, okay? It's not too late to change. Not game, game one hasn't started yet, okay? Or in a less serious way, it's like if a bunch of cats were hanging out in their little cat home and one of the cats took all the cat food and gave it to the dog next door and then the dog ate the food, got heaps of energy and just d- destroyed all the cats, okay? <laughs> like a traitor cat, Okay? That's the tax collectors. They're, the real, they're real life traders, Okay, They betray their neighbors and friends and give it to the enemy. And what they do, when they take all that money to give it to Rome, they take a look. It's like, hey, you owe Rome 20 bucks. They go, you owe Rome 30 bucks and put 10 in their own pocket. Okay? They're like super big jerks. So a bunch of big jerks are hanging out with Jesus. Um, and then the other people, the sinners. The sinners were the worst dudes. They are literally the worst dudes. They were the people in society who everyone looked down on because they were so bad okay, they're people that didn't care about God, they just did bad things, they're the thieves, the murderers, the worst dudes, okay, and verse 1, Luke tells us that the tax collectors and sinners were gathering around to hear Jesus, the worst dudes and the town jerks are all hanging around with Jesus, listen to them, and that's where we're at, okay, but let's look at verse 2, because someone has got beef with Jesus, okay, yeah, I know, there's these people, they got beef, they're called the Pharisees, Pharisees, with the people that everyone looked up to. Sinners looked down, everyone looks down to them. Pharisees, everyone's like, yeah, they're top 10, so they're rocking it. Uh-huh. But they've got beef with Jesus. Look at verse 2, I'll read it. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Someone yell out to me, what was the Pharisees' beef with Jesus? What was their problem with him? Yes, but not just that he sat with people and ate, because everyone kind of does that eventually. What was Jesus's? but that the half right. What was their beef with Jesus? Yes. Yeah, rocking it. Good one. Okay? It's that Jesus is hanging out with the sinners, the bad people. They're going, Jesus, what are you doing? What are you hanging out with them for? They're the bad people. You're a big stinky idiot. What are you hanging out with them for? Okay, don't even go near them. That's what they're saying. And then Jesus speaks. <laughs> when Jesus speaks, stuff goes down. Jesus is right in the face of people in a good eye. Okay? Let's check out verse three. Okay? Jesus tells them something. And when you tell them what he tells us, actually, no, look at it on the screen. What does Jesus tell them? Sick. You guys are so good. Jesus tells them a parable. Now, a parable is just a story that explains a point. Hands up his heard of the boy who cried wolf. Okay? It's just a story that tells a point. So, if you're telling a lie, your parents or your teacher or someone will go, remember the boy who cried wolf? And you go, who's the boy who cried wolf? And they go, ah, there's this kid. And... He was hanging out one day and he was bored. And he goes, I know what I'm going to do for fun. And he goes, Wolf, wolf. And the whole town comes running and he goes, where's the wolf? And he goes, just kidding. And they go, you little kid. And then the next day, he goes, that was great. And he goes, oh, I know what I'm going to do. Wolf, wolf. And the town goes, where's the wolf? And he goes, nah, no wolf. And they go, oh, you little kid. And the next day, he's just hanging out going, what do I do? And a wolf comes. And he goes, wolf, wolf. And they go, classic pulling pranks on me again. And he just gets eaten alive. Okay? And the point of the story is don't tell a lie. Okay? Well, the, point, the real point of the story would be don't tell the same lie twice. But the point of the story is don't tell a lie. It's a story that explains the point. Okay? That's pretty much what a parable is. So they're like, Jesus, what are you doing hanging out with the bad people? And he goes, oh, let me answer you that with a story. And he tells them a story. Okay? So look at it on the screen. Or if you've got your Bibles, look down at verse 3. Then Jesus told them this parable, this story. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in open country and go after the lost sheep till he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons doesn't need to repent okay do you guys catch the story let me explain there's a dude he's got heaps of sheep he's got a hundred sheep and one of them just chucks a bale and just goes away alright and this one dude is like uh uh-uh, uh I'm not losing that sheep not today I'm getting that sheep I want that sheep back other sheep hang tight I'm going on this one and he bails it out and he gets the sheep and he finds it and he's like sick I found the sheep this is the best and he's loving it and he picks up the sheep goes back on his shoulders and he's just doing these ones the whole way home He's going, got the sheep, this is the best, got the sheep. And he gets home and goes, guys, all around to my house, everyone over, big party, I found my sheep. Okay, that's pretty much what happens. Okay, and he's so stoked that he got the sheep. Now, what's the point? These Pharisee dudes are going, Jesus, why are you hanging out with sinners? And Jesus goes, dude, this one guy lost a sheep, he found it and he was stoked. And it's like, what are you talking about? Okay, let me explain the point. Because it's a big point, a big point he makes. The point is that God wants... The sinners. This is the point he's making with the story. I want to show you. In the story, he talks about God like he's the sheep owner. And he talks about the sinners like they're a runaway sheep. So they ask him, why do you hang out with sinners? And he says, the same reason why if a guy lost a sheep, he'd go get it. Because he wants that sheep. He he wants to get that sheep. He cares about that sheep. He's going to go get the sheep. Okay, They're like, Jesus... What are you doing hanging out with sinners? And Jesus says, God wants the runaway sheep. Yeah, God wants the sinner, the person that's run away from God. Jesus says, look, if there was a person who'd bowed from God and just ran off and done their own thing and not caring about God, doing bad stuff, being a sinner, God cares about that person. God wants that person. So yeah, I'm hanging out with sinners. What of it? That's Jesus. Okay? They're like, oh, Jesus, what are you doing hanging out with sinners? And he's like, what up? God wants the sinners. Okay? He just nails them. God's just like the sheep owner. Like, Check it. Let's look at this again. Screens or Bibles. Verse 4. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in open country and go after the lost sheep till he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And he calls his friends his neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I got my sheep. Okay? That's God. He wants the sinner. And he's stoked when he gets him back. Now, take a break. Let's chat. Yeah. Whew. So many people think that Christianity is all about being good. They think to be a Christian, you've got to be this perfect person. All Christians are perfect people. Let's be honest. One, who's good out of all of us? None. Nada. And second, Jesus just blows it out of the water. Jesus says, nah, God wants the sinner. Not the perfect person, because that person don't exist. God wants the sinner. Okay? Christianity, not about being good. Not at all. We can stop chatting. Okay? That was a good chat we had, but... Um, Okay, I'm going to give you one more thing to bring this baby home. Get your ears, strap some seatbelts to your ears, because I'm going to take them for the ride of their lives. Let's do this. Okay? Last thing I want to tell you. We are all sinners and God wants us. Okay? Jesus, yeah, he's making a point to these Pharisees who are hanging out with Jesus and he's hanging out with tax collectors and stuff. Yeah, but this applies to us. So I'm going to give you two verses, not in Luke, in another part of the Bible. But I'll put them on the screen so you don't need to flick there so quickly. Romans, another part of the Bible. Definitely not 213. That was definitely a typo. Um, it says, all have sinned. Yeah, Every person a sinner, like the people in Jesus. And this other one, this is really good. It says, we all, like sheep, have gone astray, gone astray from God. Each of us has turned his own way. The Bible straight up tells us that every single person in the world and this room is a sinner, just like the blokes Jesus was hanging out with. We're all like a sheep that's bowed from God. We don't want anything to do with him. We want to live our lives the way we want, doing what we want. And that's sin, pretty much. Sin, bailing from God. Not caring about Him doing His own thing. We're all like a sheep that just goes, man, I don't care about God. Okay? That's all of us. And it's not a good thing. Think about it. God is the one person that's going to decide what happens to everyone forever. He'll be the guy that says, heaven, hell. That's not the person we want to be bailing from. Think about this. If you went to court for doing something he's bad, What's, on um, he's bad in this situation. What did you do? What did you do? All uh, right, that's pretty hectic. This is pretty hectic for a lighthearted story. So you threw a stapler at an old lady, all right, like right in the forehead, okay? And she, we don't want to talk about the damage, but she got hurt a decent amount, okay? She's around, but it was pretty hectic. So they take you to court. And the judge is there, and he's just hearing everything. He's thinking, he's like, right, what am I going to do? And the judge, is about to judge, judge decides what happens to you. He'll tell you how long you're going to jail or what happens. And he goes, and as he's about to speak, you just go and just start walking the other way. Doing this one. Maybe you stop and just go, spit. And you just keep walking, walking away from the judge. And the judge is going, what? And you just walk and you leave the room. And that's the end of it. And then, like, five minutes later, you come back with like a herd of rats and you're just letting them loose in the courtroom and you're just chucking them at the judge and, like, on his face and up his shirt, like, biting him on the neck and stuff. Okay? How stupid's that? That judge is going to decide what happens to you. He's going to be the one that goes, all right, I was going to just give you two hours of community service. You can spend 10 years in jail. How do you like that? Okay, Judge, not the person to bail from. Okay? It's like God in a different way, but it's like that. We all bow from God and don't care about Him. We're all sinners. We don't want to bow from God. But God still wants us. Okay? We can see that from here. He cares about us and He wants us. pretty much it's like if that judge that you just chuck rats at he still wanted you to go free and he's like i'm going to try and work out a way for you to go free i'm going to work out a way so that you don't get 10 years in there and he still cares about you okay that's like god we all bail and don't care about him but he still wants us yeah he cares about us and he wants us god actually wants you you could say that about yourself God actually wants you. No matter how much you think God doesn't want you or doesn't care about you, He does. We know that from Luke 15. Some of you would think, God would never want me because I'm too bad or too insignificant or whatever. God wants you. So I'm going to give you three things. Bring this thing home. Three things that I want you to take from this part of Luke. One, come back to God. Come back. If you're still bailing from God and you haven't turned and put your trust in Jesus and turned to live for God, which is what a Christian is, do it. Do it. God will decide your eternity. Get on good terms with Him. Come back. Don't be like a sheep that bails and bails and bails and bails. Come back. God wants you back. He actually sent His Son to die to make a way for you to come back. Yeah, he loves you a lot. So come back. Find out more about Jesus and come back. And God's stoked when you come back. I hope you picked that up from the verse. Like the sheep owner was like, yeah, and had a big party. It says that God rejoices over one sinner that comes back to him. God was stoked when you came back to him, if you've done that. God was stoked when I came back to him. God was stoked when Dan came back to him, when Guy came back to him, when Kelsey came back to him. God was stoked. God was stoked when Harry in year nine came back to him. God was stoked when Lauren Radich came back to him. God was loving it when Sophie Wildsmith came back to him. God rejoiced and was pumped when Max Hoff came back to him. When we come back to God, he is stoked. And that's awesome. And that makes me love God more. And I hope it does the same for you guys. And the first thing, I want to come back. The second thing is don't be snobby or clicky or too cool. Uh, if you're a Christian, you want to be more like Jesus. Well, Jesus hung around with the worst people. The worst people. So do the same. Don't think that you're better than others or you can't associate with some people. You can only hang out with your friends and not everyone else. Don't think that some people aren't cool enough for you to hang out with. Jesus hung out with the sinners, the people that everyone rejected. If you reject someone because you think they're too lame to hang out with or whatever, you're not being like Jesus. You're doing the opposite. That's the second thing. Number three, last thing I want to tell is tell everyone about Jesus. Seriously, go tell everyone. God wants everyone, so tell everyone everyone. God cares about the lost person coming to Jesus. We should care about the same thing. So let's do that together. I hope you're on board with me on that. Let's invite all our friends to double up next week. And when they're here, let's talk to them all about Jesus. Because we care about the lost people. And if you don't have any friends who aren't Christians, okay, it's time for you to make some new friends. Okay, Branch out at school, go join a sport or whatever. Okay, But let's be honest, we all have People at school that we're friends with that aren't Christians, and if not, there's people at school that are not Christians. Even if you go to Greenpoint, you think everyone's a Christian, they're not. Okay, even if they come to youth, they call themselves a Christian, they can tell you stuff about Jesus. It doesn't mean that they're not lost. It doesn't mean they don't they don't need Jesus. They they do. They need to give up everything and follow Him. So we need to tell them about Jesus. Okay, let's tell as many people as we can. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pray and I'm going to thank God that he wants the sinner. I'm going to pray that we can come back to him. I'm going to pray that we won't be snobby or clicky. And I'm going to pray and ask for help to tell our friends about Jesus. Um, So how about you do that with me? That'd be good if we can do that together. Heavenly Father, um, thank you for this part of Luke. And thank you that you want the sinner. Thank you that you still want us, even though we bail from you. Um, Please help us to come back. Um, I pray that all of us in this room will come back to you, that we'll give our lives to you and we'll trust in Jesus. Um, Please help us not to um, be snobby or clicky. Um, I pray we'll be accepting of everyone like Jesus was. Um, Please help us to tell our friends about you. Um, I pray we can invite heaps to double up next week. Um, And please save so many more of um, all our friends and everyone's friends here. Um, Amen.